Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into the Academy Award nominations for 2016 on today's episode. What's this? What's this? It's super califragilistic, expialidocious. What is this? A whole new world. What is this? The nominations came out just two hours ago, roughly, and. I was pleasantly surprised by a few things. Uh, a lot of things came out exactly as we thought they would. And uh, there were a couple of um, negative surprises for myself personally, uh, but not necessarily for everybody. Um, and uh, I've already taken the time to implement the nominations into my spreadsheet. I will go over that at some point as well. But the very first thing I want to do is just kind of go through all the categories, bottom to top, and just my two cents, my initial reactions, snubs, surprises, etc. And uh, that's that's what I'm going to do right now. So now, when I say bottom to top, I'm I'm on the Wikipedia page for the 89th Academy Awards. The bottom right category on this page is best visual effects i have seen all films that have been nominated for this award you have Deepwater horizon dr strange the jungle book kubo and the two strings and rogue one a star wars story uh, this award was won by ex machina last year which was kind of a shock to a lot of people and i i was pleased i i think it was a deserved win I don't know that it was absolutely the best visual effects, but I think they were very high quality and easily arguable against the other competitors in the category last year. This year, I think Rogue One and Deepwater Horizon are definitely worthy of the nomination, but I, I don't think they really either stand a chance to win. I think The Jungle Book is definitely the front runner, and... I also don't think that Doctor Strange is really going to win. I think it's going to be the Jungle Book. I'd be very surprised if it wasn't. But I am. I love that Kubo and the Two Strings was nominated for this award. To my knowledge, this is only the second time that an animated film has been nominated for Best Visual Effects. The first being The Nightmare Before Christmas in 1996, I want to say. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm very happy to see it here show up here again. I think it completely deserves it. What they did in that movie with the animation is fantastic. I would love to see Kubo and the Two Strings win, but even I believe that the Jungle Book's effects were the best effects this year, and so I'm happy to see it nominated and wish it the best. Next, Best Film Editing. I have seen all five nominees for this. There's Arrival, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, La La Land, and Moonlight. Uh, so... This one's a little tougher, um, you know, film editing in and of itself, uh, you know, Mad Max Fury Road won it last year, I think that was the most deserving film last year, uh, far and away, I think, and for this year, let's see, Arrival, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, La La Land, Moonlight, I think Arrival 
and Hell or High Water are probably not winning. I think Arrival's film editing, I, I think it's good, and I personally love it, but I think it's going to be very divisive with the Academy. I think Hell or High Water does not have a flashy enough editing in its film. Uh, I think Moonlight and La La Land are definitely, in my opinion, the front runners. but given the strength that Hacksaw Ridge had in the nominations this year which I thought was incredibly surprising. It ended up with six nominations overall. And so I think it's the dark horse of the of the five. But it's possible. I, I, I'm i tending toward... Man, I want to say Moonlight, but I, I do think that we could be in for a very boring La La Land-centric night in a month or so. Um... Yeah, I, I that's that's where I'm at. Uh, I don't think anything got snubbed particularly by this in this category. I would have liked to see Manchester by the Sea show up here, but again, another very divisive editing film uh, for sure. And I think that's it. As I'm looking through some of the other films that weren't nominated, mm, I I probably would have. Uh, suggested The Handmaiden which was missed out on everything this year I think that's awful and totally unacceptable I think it it had great editing and I wish it had given been given a chance despite not being qualified for foreign language feature next best costume design I've seen all five of these there's Allied Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them Florence Foster Jenkins, Jackie, and La La Land. Allied, I don't think stand a chance. It was a very mediocre movie. Um, I mean, the costumes were fine, but they weren't incredible. It basically revolved around Marianne Cotillard's dresses. I think Florence Foster Jenkins' costumes were okay. Again, kind of the same thing, but I, I mean, it's a much better movie than Allied, but it's also just not uh it doesn't stand out enough i don't i don't think the brand the the academy is going to pick florence foster jenkins when they have the other three uh so fantastic beasts and where to find them i thought was fantastic i love the costumes in that movie and the way they recreated uh new york i i thought was pitch perfect while also incorporating the magical realism side of things uh, Jackie, uh, you know, was tasked with a very difficult task. Uh, was t- tasked with a very difficult task to transport us back to that time in life, almost exactly to the date. It had to recreate a lot of dresses and clothing items that were worn at the time, and I thought it was impeccable. I personally would nominate it. I don't know that I'd pick it to win. I think it's probably going to end up going to La La Land. I don't know that it's necessarily the best costume design, but I think that the juggernaut is just going to push it through in this category. Of these five, I think I'd give it to Jackie, but I think it's going to come down to Jackie and La La Land, ultimately. Best makeup and hairstyling. I have not seen all of these. Uh, The three nominated movies are A Man Called Uwe, Star Trek Beyond, and Suicide Squad. So I've seen Suicide Squad and Star Trek Beyond. I've not seen a man called Uwe yet. And so I can't speak to the makeup and hairstyling in that. 
but I thought the makeup and hairstyling is very good in Star Trek Beyond. Uh, very deserved its nomination. Less so for Suicide Squad. I don't think it stands a chance at winning. So I think it either ends up being Ove Uve or Star Trek Beyond. I can't really call it right now as I haven't seen uh, Uve. But I think I'm leaning towards Star Trek Beyond at the moment. That might change after I watch Uve. And at that time, I'll I'll reconcile with, with where I land on this, uh, this category. Best Cinematography. Uh, I've seen all of these. Arrival, Moonlight, Silence, Lion, and La La Land. So this is Silence's only nomination. I think it is more than deserving. There was some phenomenal cinematography. Uh, I made... <laughs> I made no mistake about my feelings on the film and my review. I was very negative on it, but the cinematography is great. I'm really happy that it shows up here. Lion, I think, shouldn't be in this category, um, but I, I, I think it's the only one that doesn't really deserve this nomination. The other four, La La Land, Silence, Moonlight Arrival, all deserve it. I think... I don't think Moon... Mm. This one's tough. I, I I think there's a really good chance Silence walks away with its with one nomination and one win. I do think it's that good. I don't know that I would personally have picked it though. I think that my call would be for Arrival. I think Arrival is probably going to get shut out most of the night by La La Land specifically, but I would love to see it take the win here. Uh, particularly, you know, it's just of the five films listed here, Arrival is the one that I can most easily visualize in my head. Like, I remember the spaceships and the aliens and the room with the glass between them. I remember the field outside of the spaceship. I, you know, I can picture all these different scenes. I can remember Amy Adams' house. Like, it's crazy. I can remember her classroom. And better than I can remember La La Land stuff. And I've seen La La Land twice and more recently. Um, so take that as it is. Best production design. Um, I've seen all of these. Uh, Arrival, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, Hail Caesar, La La Land, and Passengers. This is Hail Caesar's only nomination. And I don't really quibble with it. I, I don't think it would have been my call personally, but I, I don't object to the nomination itself. Um... Oh, I haven't really been talking about snubs that much or what I would have picked otherwise. Um, costumes. Let me see. Let's see. I don't... Nothing in costumes really stuck out to me as a miss. I'm pretty happy with everything that went up. They got... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with costumes. Makeup and hairstyling. Again, I'm fine with it. Uh, cinematography was yeah I think cinematography like I think all yeah these last few categories I think I, I haven't really I don't feel like they left anything significant out so terribly um, so let, anyway uh, best production design Rival Fantasy Beast Hail Caesar La La Land Passengers Passengers I don't know why it's showing up it got two nominations I don't think it deserved either it's a really bad movie um, Hail Caesar 
is actually my lowest rated film that was nominated that I've seen so far. Uh, but I don't quibble with its production design nomination. I think Fantastic Beasts did a great job, but it's really going to come down to La La Land and Arrival, like most of these categories. And again, I think La La Land is going to win, but I would pick Arrival of these five. You know, pretty much, you know, the same as cinematography, you know, the sweeping shots from the cinematography, the production design, they all kind of mesh together, I think, really well, in my opinion. If, I think, if Arrival or La La Land takes one of them, it's going to take both. I think. I, a split seems unlikely, but, but maybe, maybe. Um, as far as production design, hmm. Mm, not really. I don't think there's anything that really missed out on it. You know, maybe Deepwater Horizon, uh, given the other uh, below-the-line tech categories it got nominations for, I would have been, I wouldn't have been shocked to see it get a nomination there. But I, I don't think it's that big of a snub. Uh, yeah, that's that's about it. You know, I'm looking at some of my high-rated movies that didn't make it, and I don't, I don't think any of them really missed out on production design. Best sound mixing. I've only seen four of the five of these. There's Arrival, La La Land, Hacksaw Ridge, 13 Hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi, and Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. Um, so again, sound mixing, sound editing. The best way to approach these categories is to think of them as... Sound mixing is the creation of the sounds. Sound editing is the uh, incorporating the sounds into the film, as it were. So for sound mixing, the creation of the sounds. Uh, arrival, you've got the aliens speaking. You've got the noises in the spaceship and lack thereof. Uh, you've got all the campsite activity going on, the news reports and things like that. For La La Land, you have the, the musical number effects. Excuse me. Um, you know, and and just I don't know. I it's tougher to pinpoint exactly what sound mixing happened in La La Land for me at least, which is why I think it's less likely to win here. Uh, Hacksaw Ridge, great sound mixing. Uh, I think I commented on this during my review. The oh man, the war scenes were impeccable. I would probably pick Hacksaw Ridge of these five. Uh, I haven't seen 13 Hours yet. Um, I'll be watching it very soon. But I, I don't I don't have anything more to say about it. And Rogue One, I think, is good, not great. And I don't think it's really contending to win at this point. As far as who missed out on sound mixing, I don't think anybody did. I think that they pretty much nailed that one. The big three were Arrival, La La Land, and Hacksaw Ridge, as far as I'm aware. Um, again, Deepwater Horizon, I might have considered. Um, it was technically very good. Maybe The Jungle Book as well, but The Jungle Book's only contending for visual effects. Uh, on to sound editing. We've got Arrival, La La Land, Hacksaw Ridge as well as Deepwater Horizon and Sully. Uh, Sully, I actually think, is a very good choice. This is Sully's only nomination. 
But I do think it's probably going to end up coming down to Arrival, La La Land, and Hacksaw Ridge. I did. I do remember saying I think the mixing is better than the editing in Hacksaw Ridge. So I could definitely see a split here. I would tend toward Arrival. Hmm, it's tough. I personally tend toward Arrival. I think on the whole, it's a little less clear because you know the the thing that always keeps sticking out to me is when I went and saw La La Land both times. The sound editing was very poor on the opening number. After that, it was fine and it, it good, really. But the opening number just kind of drags me down. You know, that's the, that's the first impression you get for the movie. I don't know if it was the same way on the screeners that the Academy got. I don't know. I personally would go for Arrival, but that's just me. Um, as far as snubs go for the sound editing categories... Um, I think that's fair. I don't, looking through here, Doctor Strange, Loving, Suicide Squad, Nocturnal Animals. Um, <laughs> no, I think, I think they got that one right again. Um, next category, <clears throat> Best Original Song. Uh, I've seen the four i've heard slash seen four of these uh you've got audition the fools who dream from la la land city of stars from la la land can't stop the feeling from trolls how far i'll go from moana and the empty chair from jim the james foley story which is the one i have not seen uh la la land two nominations here i think City of Stars, probably more memorable and more thematically relevant uh, song from the movie. I think Can't Stop the Feeling was a huge pop hit during the summer, but I, I don't see it winning here. I would love to see this go to How Far I'll Go from Moana. I would pick it personally. I think it's the best song on the list. I think it's the most integral song to the film it is attributed to. I think it's the best written song, and Lin-Manuel Miranda far and away deserves this award more than the others. That being said, I have not heard The Empty Chair or seen Jim the James Foley story. So again, when I do, I will make a note of that. Uh, original song, a lot of things that I think should have deserved a more close look. You know, I wouldn't have put two films in for La or two songs in for La La Land. I wouldn't have nominated Can't Stop the Feeling. Uh, probably wouldn't have nominated The Empty Chair. I think that looking down the list here, I think that Swiss Army Man, uh, Montage, yeah, any of the Swiss Army Man songs really. Um, but I think Swiss Army Man's score was great. I wish they. I wish it had appeared here in the song. Um, Sausage Party, I think, could have contended here. Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping. Um, Incredible Thoughts or I'm So Humble. Both could have been good selections here. Um, you know, I, I also tend more toward films that are, or toward rather songs that are incorporated into the actual film. I suspect that The Empty Chair is not incorporated into the film and is rather like the end credits song 
I think. At least the other four are actually songs from musical movies. That I'm appreciative of. So, best original score. I've seen all of these. Jackie, La La Land, Lion, Moonlight, and Passengers. Right off the bat, I think Moana should definitely have been nominated for this. I'm shocked it wasn't. I think Passengers taking a slot here is absurd and ridiculous. I think Moonlight and La La Land are the front runners. Uh, you know, I think Jackie and Lion are good, not great. I personally tend toward La La Land of the five, and I think it's going to win regardless, but I do think Moonlight is a very close second. Um, I would also contend that Kubo and the Two Strings had a great score. Uh, you know, even uh, Swiss Army Man was my second favorite score of the year. Um, but this is this is how it went. Best animated short film. I've only seen one of these: Blind Vaisha, Vasha, uh, Borrowed Time, Parasiter, and Cigarettes. Pearl and Piper. I've seen Piper. It was the short film that aired before, or that showed before Finding Dory. And I think that it, I'd be shocked if it, anything matched up to it. I still think it's a, you know, I think you can write in the card now, but, you know, we'll see when I finally get a chance to watch the other four. I don't know if I'll be able to find them online. I do think that there's a theater nearby that's going to be showing them. Uh, in a couple of weeks before the ceremony. Uh, so if, at the very least, I'll see them then. I don't really, you know, I haven't really seen any other short animated films and definitely none that would have warranted being nominated. Best live action short film. I have seen none of these. Animus Interiors, La Femme et le TGV, Silent Nights, Sing and Time Code. I really have no idea. I think that Thunder Road and her friend Adam were grossly missed on this category. I don't know if they were even eligible, uh, but they were two live action short films I saw earlier this year that I think were phenomenal. Both great short films. I think it's a shame that neither of them shows up unless they weren't eligible. But. Again, that these will also be playing at that theater uh, nearby, so at the very least, I will see them in a couple of weeks. Best Documentary Short Subject. I have not seen any of these. I don't know if they're even going to be playing around me, but they are Extremist, 4.1 Miles, Joe's Violin, Watani, My Homeland, and The White Helmets. I have no idea. Yeah. Best Documentary Feature. I've seen four of the five of these. Fire at Sea, I Am Not Your Negro, Life Animated, OJ Made in America, 13th. I've seen, the one I haven't seen is I Am Not Your Negro, uh, which I've heard great things about. I think Fire at Sea and Life Animated are bad films. I think Life Animated is far too schmaltzy and sentimental. I hope it doesn't win. I think Fire at Sea is really just two documentaries that got squished together, and it feels that way very, very uh, painfully. So I, I personally cast those aside from the beginning, from the get-go. 
So for me, I think this comes down to OJ 13 and I'm Not Your Negro. I think OJ Made in America is the better documentary of the ones I've seen. But I wouldn't be too upset if 13th won. And, you know, jury's still out on I Am Not Your Negro. Uh, as far as snubs, uh, the best documentary I've seen that wasn't nominated is Wiener. And I don't feel too bad about it missing. I do think it should have been in the uh, conversation. I definitely think it's better than Life Animated and Fire at Sea. So I guess personally I would have put it up there. Uh, I also would have included Supersonic, the Oasis documentary. I think that's also good enough. Or Amanda Knox. I think those would have been my five if... uh, Until I see I'm Not Your Negro, at least. That's where I'd stand. Best foreign language film. I have seen one of them. Uh, They are Land of Mine from Denmark, A Man Called Uwe from Sweden, The Salesman from Iran, Tana from Australia, and Tony Erdman from Germany. I have seen Tana. I was lukewarm, slightly above average on it, so I don't really think it's going to win. I think everyone is predicting Tony Erdman to take this pretty handily. And I think that if there's going to be a spoiler, it's a man called Uwe, particularly because it was nominated in another category, uh, which I find is generally very telling in the animated, foreign, and documentary feature categories. You know, if uh, when Toy Story 3 was nominated for Best Picture, I think that pretty much sealed the deal on what on, on it winning animated feature because that just makes sense to me. So kind of the same thing. Obviously, costume design is not anywhere near the same level of importance as Best Picture. But I do think that it, it has an impact on this race. Um, other, like, I've seen The Handmaiden. I think The Handmaiden is fantastic. I really wish it was nominated here. It wasn't eligible. Uh, Train to Busan, Your Name, The Innocence, The Mermaid. I think all those were great films that came out this year in a foreign language. Clearly, most of them weren't even submitted for this consideration, so there's not much else I I can say about that, though. Best animated feature film. I've seen three of these five. Kubo and the Two Strings, Moana, and Zootopia, I have seen. My Life as a Zucchini and the Red Turtle, I have not. Uh, I will be doing so shortly. I have heard good things about The Red Turtle and Life as a Zucchini, but I do think this is going to end up being Kubo versus Zootopia. Uh, This is Zootopia's only nomination, which was kind of shocking. I thought it was going to get in somewhere else, and it didn't, which leads me to believe that maybe the Academy isn't as high on Zootopia as I thought they were going to be. And that's, uh, that's curious. I kind of thought Zootopia had this one locked up, but it seems like maybe it doesn't. And I'm not sure. My instinct tells me that next in line would be Kubo in the two strings. It got a visual effects nod. Uh, or Moana for it also got an original song nod. But, you know, I'll see after I watch Zucchini and Turtle. You know, I really won't be upset depending on no matter who wins. Personally, I would pick Zootopia, but I have all three of them in my top 10 right now. So it's really not that much skin off my back. 
whichever wins. Uh, as far as snubs for that category goes, Your Name, I think, deserved it. Uh, I thought Makoto Shinkai did a fantastic job with that film. I'm sad it wasn't didn't show up here at all. Best Adapted Screenplay. Uh, I've seen all five of these. Eric Heiserer for Arrival. August Wilson for Fences. Allison Schroeder and Theodore Melfi for Hidden Figures. Luke Davis for Lion. And Barry Jenkins and Terrell Alvin McCraney for Moonlight. Uh, I think this has been Moonlight's award to win since the beginning. Uh, well, rather, since it switched over to being adapted instead of original. I would... Mm, man, I think I would go with Arrival, personally, of these five. I'm really shocked that Fences got this nomination. Uh, there have been a lot of talk about how it was pretty much just copy and pasted from the original play, which kind of feels disingenuous to nominate it here, because it wasn't really... You, you, I expect this category to be like they wrote it for this film, you know, just because they, you know, they adapted it from something else and rewrote it for this film, and that doesn't seem to be what happened. So that kind of throws me. Uh, I, I expected Hidden Figures and Lion to get in here. I don't particularly think that either of them is a great screenplay. Uh, Hidden Figures is very schmaltzy, over-the-top, and perfectly written, for, too perfectly written for me. I personally would have put Handmaiden in here, um, but I don't, I don't know what else I would have. I probably would have put the Handmaiden in here instead of Hidden Figures, or I guess instead of Fences first, and then... <clears throat> I'm not sure what else I would have put in. Let's see, adapted screenplay. It's tough because I don't know offhand exactly what's adapted and what's original. Um, hologram for the King. Score and production. Oh, it's passengers. Sorry about this. Hold on a second. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I, I think just The Handmaiden for Adapted. Maybe Loving. I think I, I think I probably would have put Loving in here as well. If it would have been, if, if it would have qualified as Adapted. I think that one also was a little up in the air as to whether or not it would. So that's kind of where I'm at. <clears throat> Best original screenplay. I've seen all of these. Taylor Sheridan for Hell or High Water. Damien Chazelle for La La Land. Yorgos Lanthimos and Ephthemis Philippo for The Lobster. Kenneth Lonergan for Manchester by the Sea. And Mike Mills for 20th Century Women. I would instantly pick Mike Mills. I think his screenplay was the best. I saw, it I saw 20th Century Women really recently. Loved it to death. I do intend to do a review episode for it when I get the time. That being said, I am very upset that The Lobster is nominated here because it's a 2015 movie, but Academy standard rules and whatnot make it eligible for this year, but whatever. 
I think La La Land ends up winning this, even though it shouldn't. I think its screenplay is fine. It's not great. Uh, I would definitely put 20th Century Women in, in here. I would nominate Swiss Army Man. I would nominate Zootopia. I would nominate Moana. I don't know what I would take out. I don't know. I'm just pulling out names of a hat of what I think had a really great original screenplay. I think those ones. 10 Cloverfield Lane, I think also was a great screenplay this year. Um, Maybe Hunt for the Wilder People would make an appearance. American Honey, definitely. The Edge of 17 would be in consideration. That might be adapted, though. So maybe that could have been instead of Hidden Figures. On to the big six. The performance, direction, and picture categories. Best Supporting Actress. Viola Davis, Fences. Naomi Harris, Moonlight. Nicole Kidman, Lion. Octavia Spencer, Hidden Figures. And Michelle Williams, Manchester by the Sea. I've seen all of these. I instantly knock out Nicole Kidman. I don't think she was that great in this movie. I thought she was good. I think Rudy Morrow was a better was better in the movie than she was in fact i would say that let's see um i think that it's going to be viola davis's award to lose and i think if she does lose it'll be to michelle williams that's uh where i would put the, this category i think naomi harris is uh, uh totally deserving in this nomination I think Octavia Spencer isn't. I was very underwhelmed by her in this mo- in in Hidden Figures. I would have liked to see Greta Gerwig from 20th Century Women here, uh, or Gugu Mbatha Raw from Miss Sloane. Even you know, little scene didn't get any awards buzz, but I loved Lily Gladstone and Certain Women. Uh, I would have liked to see a lot of those in here, especially over Kidman and Spencer, um, but. That's just me. So, yeah. Best Supporting Actor. Mahershala Ali from Moonlight. Jeff Bridges from Hell or High Water. Lucas Hedges from Manchester by the Sea. Dev Patel for Lion. And Michael Shannon for Nocturnal Animals. Michael Shannon was the like one of the first award, one of the first categories announced was Supporting Actor. When I saw Michael Shannon's name, I nearly fell off my chair. I could not believe that he got nominated for this. And I love it. I think he's a better... I think he gives a much better performance than Aaron Taylor Johnson. Um, but I think all five of these these guys did great in their movies. I don't particularly have anything against them being nominated. I would have put in... Actually, the only person I would have kept is Mahershala Ali. However, if it were my, my picks... Um, I would have had John Goodman for 10 Cloverfield Lane, Sam Neill for The Hunt for the Wilder People, Daniel Radcliffe for Swiss Army Man, and Ashton Sanders as well for Moonlight. I think, uh, you know, again, I think all these guys are great. Lucas Hedges, Dev Patel, Jeff Bridges, Michael Shannon. I think they all did a great job. I, but I think that Goodman, Neill, Radcliffe, and Sanders did better jobs. Uh, it feels like this is Mahershala Ali's race to lose he's been doing really well on the circuit leading up to the oscars but if anyone's going to spoil it's probably lucas hedges maybe i don't i don't know (laughs) 
Um, I don't know. It's, it's going to be close. I thought Mahershala Ali had it kind of locked up, but I don't get that sense. I I still expect him to win, but I'm going to I'm probably not going to be shocked if somebody else takes it away from him. Best actress. Uh, I've seen all these. Isabel Huppert, L, Ruth Nega, Loving, Natalie Portman, Jackie, Emma Stone, La La Land. Meryl Streep, Florence Foster Jenkins, ridiculous. Meryl Streep did not deserve this nomination. I think that's ludicrous. I think it should have gone to um, either Annette Bening for 20th Century Women, uh, Kim Min Hee for The Handmaiden. I would have loved to see Haley Steinfeld for The Edge of Seventeen was great. Um, or I would have put uh, Aoi Cravalho from Moana. I think those four are much better than their counterparts on this list. Uh, the only one I would have kept, I want a person I would keep is Natalie Portman. I think, I think she wins. I know there's been a lot of talk about Emma Stone winning this category, but I don't think it's going to be good enough. I think she's going to be a very, very close second. Uh, you know, Natalie Portman is just the greatest biopic uh, performance that I've ever seen and may ever see. She is exactly what I expect. You know, if if Jackie were that age at that at right now, and we and I saw her in living flesh, that's exactly what I expect to see. And Natalie Portman is just fantastic. So I guess switching the other four is kind of a moot point at that point in that regard. Best actor, I've seen all of these: Casey Affleck, Manchester by the Sea; Andrew Garfield, Hacksaw Ridge; Ryan Gosling, La La Land. Viggo Mortensen, Captain Fantastic, and Denzel Washington, Fences. Uh, this is pretty much what everyone thought was going to be. Um, yeah, that's that's about it. I this is probably the closest category I've uh, I match up with as far as acting goes. Like the like. I only matched up one with supporting actor, only one with best actress. I matched up two with supporting actress. Here I match up, I think, three between Casey Affleck, Viggo Mortensen, and Denzel Washington. I think those are all perfectly deserving, and I think it's um, probably only a two-way race, really, between Washington and Affleck at this point. I would take out Gosling and Garfield and throw in Logan Lerman from Indignation. And Nate Parker from The Birth of a Nation. Birth of a Nation Indignation. But if I had to pick the winner here, man, I I think it has to be Casey Affleck. I think Denzel's great, but I don't think he's as good as Affleck. And I think that Denzel's film is weaker around him than Affleck's is around him. And so he performs better under more necessary circumstances as it were best director uh, i've seen all of these denis Villeneuve, arrival mel gibson hacksaw ridge damien chazelle la la land kenneth lonergan manchester by the sea and barry jenkins moonlight i am shocked to see mel gibson's name here i would have sworn that he would have missed out on this completely i thought that we would see 
Um, man, I don't, I don't know. I thought we would have seen um, Hell or High Water show up in Best Director. Maybe Lion. Uh, you know, maybe Hidden Figures. Maybe Denzel for Fences. I didn't expect to see Gibson here. I don't think there's any chance he wins, though. I think this is pretty much Damien Chazelle's locked up. I, of these five, would pick uh, Denis Villeneuve. And personally, I would take, I would only, I would keep uh, Barry Jenkins and Denis Villeneuve. I, I agree with those nominations. I would take Gibson, Chazelle, and Lonergan out and substitute in Dan Trachtenberg for 10 Cloverfield Lane, Park Chan Wook for The Handmaiden, and Ezra Edelman for OJ Made in America. So. And in that circumstance, I would pick somebody else that was not Denis Villeneuve. But last category, Best Picture. Um, this year, we have nine nominees. I have seen all of them at this point. And they are Arrival, Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. I disagree with all of them except Arrival. So, tough for me to call. I think La La Land wins it. I think that's pretty much easy. I think La La Land wins a lot of awards this the next next year. And... Uh, it's going to be close if it, if it can... Uh, if it can pull off 11, that would be incredible. Uh, it has, it can at most get 13 because it was nominated twice for original song. I think that it's really going to come down to La La Land, Arrival, and Moonlight. I think Manchester by the Sea does not have a chance to win here. Um, looking at the number of nominations... La La Land has 14. Arrival and Moonlight both have 8. Hacksaw Ridge, Lion, and Manchester all have 6. Fences and Hell or High Water have 4. Hidden Figures and Jackie have 3. And then the following group have 8. Those are... Or, wow, I'm sorry. The following 8 have 2. And that is... Those are A Man Called Uwe, Deepwater Horizon, Fantastic Beasts... Florence Foster Jenkins, Kubo and the Two Strings, Moana, Passengers, and Rogue One. Um, so, those are the Oscar nominations for this year. A um, couple of surprises, a lot of what we expected, and a huge, huge potential for La La Land to pretty much run away with the whole thing. So... That being said, looking at my statistics here, there are currently two films that are technically 2015 films that were eligible for this year. Those are The Lobster and Tana. The worst film that I've seen that got nominated for an award at this point is Hail Caesar with a 23 on my spreadsheet. The best film that I've seen this year that was not nominated is The Handmaiden with a 97. 
as well. There are four other films that I gave at least 90 that did not get a nomination. Swiss Army Man, Don't Think Twice, 10 Cloverfield Lane, and Your Name. Um, 14 nominations is a puts uh, La La Land in a three-way tie with Titanic and All About Eve for the most nominations uh, ever. And 11 Oscars is the record to beat. So we will see if it can do that. Last year, the most nominations was The Revenant with 12. It walked away with three. Um, as Mad Max walked away with six, which was the most at last year's ceremony. So we will see. Um, 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 um. So I have seen 98 of the nominated films out of the, let's see, there's 24 categories times five is 120 minus two for makeup and hairstyling. So 118, is that right? Yes. Yeah, 118. Uh, oh no wait I'm sorry uh, plus plus the four extra for, for best picture so 122 so I'm missing 24 nominations most of those so there's let's see 14 of those are short films Third, one of them is a documentary four of them are foreign language films that puts me with three short. Uh, Uwe was also nominated for something else. That's two short. Uh, original song for James Foley. And what else am I missing? It's on here somewhere. Thirteen hours from sound mixing. So those are the films I have to see. But hopefully within the next month. We'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, this is uh, <laughs> really exciting. I loved the Michael Shannon. I think that's fantastic. I oh, so yeah, the effect how the effect it had on this spreadsheet. So, um, so starting with directors, Denny Villeneuve. Uh, jumped up five spots after receiving this nomination uh, to a score of 105. He is now in 30th overall, tied with Marie Perrineau and Claude Nerdsani, who both co-directed Microcosmos, as well as Masaki Kobayashi, who directed Harakiri. Um, there's also Gibson. Uh, this pushes his score up to 72.67 which bumps him up uh, 25 spots to 758 you've got Damien Chazelle who is bumped up 25, 27 spots to 207th as with a score of 95 Lonergan Lonergan moves up 
no spots because I had incorrectly attributed an Academy Award nomination for director to him already. So he remains in 36th place. And Barry Jenkins moves no Barry Jenkins moves up to 19 spots to 278th overall with a score of 92. As for writers, we've got Oh, did I not do them yet? I haven't done them yet. Oh, okay. Well, I can do them with you because it's easy. Uh, Taylor Sheridan uh, received an Academy Award nomination for Hell or High Water, which bumps him up 70 spots to 623rd with a score of 94. Damien Chazelle for La La Land gets his second nomination. Um, and uh, bumps him up to 96.25 and raises him 85 points or ranks to 447th overall as a writer specifically um, the two co-writers for The Lobster Ephthemus Philippou, who also wrote Dogtooth, goes from 625th, third, 623rd to 555th, so about 70 spots, as uh, his score moves up to 95. And Yorgos Lanthimos, who also co wrote Dogtooth. Uh, does follow suit, does the exact same thing. Uh, and lastly, or no, wait, I already did Lonergan. No, I didn't. Uh, Lonergan, this is his third nomination as a writer. And he moves up from 20, or from 30th to 20th to, uh, with a score of 106.25. That's a pretty big jump. Uh, there's a huge pocket of people at 106 points. And he just leapt over all of them. So, And the last original screenplay nominator, nomination is Mike Mills, who moves from 271st to 217th. Fantastic. Good stuff, guys. Good stuff. Sort this real quick. Then we move on to adapted screenplay. So we have Heiserer for Arrival, um, who also wrote uh, Lights Out that came out this year. Uh, Arrival was far superior. This raises his score to an 85 and moves him up about 25 spots to 1,072nd. August Wilson. This raises his score to a 47, and his ranking to 2,438th. Again, I was not high on fences. Hidden figures. We've got Theodore Melfi, who raises his score to a 77, and his ranking to 1,390th, about 50 spots higher. 
as well as Allison Schroeder, whose only credit was hidden is hidden figures at the moment. Hidden figures raises her score to a 69 and her rank to 1,761, about 40 spots higher. Luke Davis for Lion is not on here. That doesn't make any sense. Let me solve that problem right now. Oh, Luke Davies. Am I, did they spell it wrong? Yes, they did. I just not have it on here? Because that would be very problematic. Final part, Lambert. Final black stallion, black stallion, black stallion, black stallion. Oh, here we go. Oh, Saru Brearley, which is one of the original writers that I have here. Garth Davis. Not the name I'm looking for. Because I'm looking for Luke Davies. My mistake. Raises his score to a 57. His rank to 2,245. Jumps about 22 spots. And finally, Barry Jenkins. And Terrell McCraney for Moonlight. They are both only credited with writing Moonlight, so this will raise both of their scores up to 92, and their rankings to 714th, or about 55 spots. So, a lot of great stuff there. Um, not anything too significant, you know, no one broke into the top 10 or anything like that. I would say that the most significant movement there was Lonergan jumping up to 20th, but again, that's still well outside of the you know biggest names. Moving on to actors, uh, I'm not going to go through every single person on here like I did. I'm just going to kind of go down through and see because like a lot of these people were very highly ranked. So you've got Ryan Gosling, who was 48th. Moved up to 41st. Meryl Streep was 49th. Moved up to 42nd. Casey Affleck was 50th. Or, sorry, Ryan Gosling was 45th. Moved up to 41st. Streep was 46th. Moved up to 42nd. And Affleck was 47th. Moved up to 46th. Uh, so, small amount of movement for these three all next to each other. This is the 12th nominated film I've seen of Meryl Streep's, which is still absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Mortensen cracks the top 50 with his nomination. And Denzel jumps up to 75th from 84th, from 83rd, sorry. So hard to keep track. Uh, everyone else is lower than 100. But I, yeah, I don't know. I'm, uh, I love, 
See, like the problem with it th with the nominations this year is there's no Mad Max for me to root for in every single category. I'm a little bit like Mad Max was such a great film that it didn't matter what it was nominated for. I was going to root for it because I think it was the best at everything it did last year, uh, including picture, director, director, visual effects, cinematography, special effects, sound editing, sound mixing, cinematography, production design. You name it. I think it was the best. Uh, it ended up taking away six awards. I was really happy with that and didn't find a lot to complain about. On the other hand, in this this year, because there was no incredible standout film for me, uh, you know, I'm kind of split depending on the category. So, you know, I'm rooting for Arrival to win Best Picture, rooting for Villeneuve to win uh, Director, uh, rooting for Portman to win Actress, Affleck to win Actor, Mahershala Ali to win Supporting. I'm guessing I'm going to root for Michelle Williams to win Supporting Actress, I, even though I know she'll lose to Viola Davis. I would love to see Mike Mills win Original Screenplay. I would love to see... Uh, I would be happy with Heiser or Jenkins winning Adapted Screenplay for Arrival or Moonlight. Again, animated feature film. Unlike most years where I have a clear-cut winner... You know, this year it's a very close race. I would not be disappointed by Kubo, Moana, or Zootopia. Um, I would love to see OJ Made in America win documentary, but I think between OJ, I'm Not Your Negro, and 13th, and how all three of them deal with racial issues in the United States, I really don't find... I feel like there's even a chance that none of them win because they might split up the votes a little bit because of how similar their subject matter is. That could be an interesting uh, development to keep an eye on. I'm incredibly rooting for Moana for Best Original Song. I'll probably root for Moonlight in the score. I'm probably going to root against La La Land because it is the front runner and favorite so heavily. And that's kind of my thing. So sound editing... I'll probably root for uh, Hacksaw Ridge, sound mixing, Hacksaw Ridge, cinematography, silence, production design, arrival, costume design, uh, Jackie, makeup and hairstyling, Star Trek, Suicide Squad, eh, it doesn't matter. Film editing, Moonlight, arrival, visual effects, Jungle Book, Kubo. I mean, I've got a lot to vote for, uh, to root for in every category, which I'm excited for, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think I'm hopeful that this will be the year I can finally watch every single film before the Oscars air. Last year, I think I missed out on four or five because I couldn't get a hold of a lot of the foreign language ones and a couple of documentary shorts. This year, we'll see. I don't know why they can't just make everything available to us online in some form. I'll pay the money. Just make it available. You know, like, why is it that difficult? I'm actively, I want to participate. I want to contribute to the artists. I want to pay them money so that they can continue to make movies and so that I can watch your show with complete understanding and knowledge of everything that's been nominated. Like, I, 
I don't know why that's such a difficult model for the Academy to understand, but it is. So, so that's, that's going to do it. Uh, those are the Oscar nominations for 2016, the 89th Academy Awards, hosted by Jimmy Kimmel on February 26th. We've got about a month to go before the big day, and it's uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be wild. There are, if I can, I might be able to count them really quick. I have seen exactly 39 films from this year's that were nominated for films this year, which leaves me, what did I say, I had 24 nominations to go and only one dupe nomination, so 23 films to go, or, yeah, so I have 23 films left to watch, and 14 of them are short films, so that's not really a tall order at all, I think I, think I can pull it off, uh, it's going to be t- tough though, with all the, um, with the scavenger hunts that I'm doing, I did decide to go through with the February scavenger hunt. Maybe I'll make try and modify it a little bit to help myself ease through some of these films that I have to, have to watch. Uh, or I'll just have to go to the movies less. Or, well, that'll suck. So, Okay, uh, that's it. Thank you for listening. It's been a little bit of a long episode, but um, this, is, this is part of why we're here, uh, is the Oscars. They're a very big part of being addicted to film and love loving film so tune in in a month uh probably one or two days before the oscars air i'll put out my official predictions uh, both official predictions and what i really want to win of what's nominated and also what i think should win uh, which will come probably in the form of my own personal awards being awarded uh, sometime in mid-february thank you so much for listening I really do appreciate it. If you have anything you need to talk to me about or ask about or look up, you can find most or all of that information at the at circleoffilm.com, the official website, and or you can contact me at circleoffilm at gmail.com. That's it. And have a week. So long, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute.